Oh, you can't beat a bit of Bross. And uh, just as I say that, Ginge is heading straight back into the uh, the studio. Was you a Brosset, Ginge? Yeah, I was. You was? I thought you were. You get ready now because we're doing this uh, crafting feature. Okay, I'm going to get ready. Like I say, it's time for our uh, monthly uh, crafting feature in association with Creative Fabrica. And uh, today we're chatting with uh, gentleman crafter John Bloodworth, a UK crafter and also a seller on Creative Fabrica. How are you doing, John? Very good, thank you very much. How are you? Uh, we're all right, aren't we, Ginge? We are all the better for speaking to you, John. Now, the, the, the big... Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> now, the big question is, have you always been a professional crafter? Uh, no, I would have to say that I've always been a crafter, but the professional side only sort of came in the last... 20 years or so. And, and have you got your like, your own little crafter's room now? Uh, I've got various craft areas dotted around the place. I'm sure if there are any um, long-standing crafters in your listenership, they will probably understand what I mean by that. <laughs> but it generally... Uh, it takes over every surface and every storage space in your house. Oh, I bet, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what type of crafts do you um create and sell? Uh, at the present time, I uh, generate and sell SVG cutting files through my store on Creative Fabrica. Um, but over the years, I've designed dyes, sewing patterns, uh, generally all sorts of bits and pieces. And what's what's the most popular? Is it the SVG files? Just lately, um, yes, very much digital crafting elements have become very popular because people can literally buy and download instantly and get crafting straight away. But listen, as with any um, creative pursuit, trends change over time. So, you know, there have been times where it's been much more methodical and practised craft. And then there's been times where people just want that quick creative fix. So we're just riding the wave, I guess. Could somebody phone you up and say, oh, John, I'd like one of these making, and would you be able to make it? I have in the past, and I still get requests from friends and family for all sorts. They <laughs> <laughs> have a lot of faith in my ability, believe yeah. it or not. <laughs> uh, but generally at the moment, I kind of have an idea of what I'm planning, uh, what I'm going to be designing a few months ahead. So I generally um, am sort of designing what I would use myself and hopefully that then is appealing to other people. I do like to craft occasionally myself, but I run a rainbow group, so I'm aiming my crafts at like five to seven-year-olds. So they're not okay, really yeah. um, too technical, shall we say. But I do like, I find it quite <laughs> therapeutic, sort of sticking and cutting and, and things like yeah. that. Not not to your level, though, John. No, I'm no, not, no I'm, not, I'm not at your level. Well, any creativity is therapeutic. Believe it or not, that's actually medically proven. Oh. It's good for your mental health and it's good for your motor skills. So you're actually giving yourself a little bit of therapy every time you do some colouring in. Oh. See, I knew there was a reason why I sat colouring in for two <laughs> hours the other day with uh, my uh, five-year-old. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Now, for people starting out uh, and, and they, they're thinking, hang on a minute, I've retired or, or whatever, I want, I want to start doing crafting now full time. Where would they start? What, what, what kind of equipment would they need? If you're literally on day one, I don't think an electronic cutting machine or that kind of thing would be for you. But listen, it's going to depend on what creative um, genre you want to go into. So, for example, somebody that wants to make cards is going to need something very different to somebody who wants to start knitting or crocheting or sewing. My advice really, therefore, in general, would be get a kit, something that has everything in it to complete a finished project. The reason for that is because that sense of achievement when you've made your first thing and you look at it and you think, wow, I've got um, such pride in what I've just made, is the impetus to then go on and expand and explore 
and even decide if that thing is for you or whether you want to try something else. I suppose with a lot of crafters, they start, it goes mm-hmm. wrong, or they look at it and they go, oh, what a load of rubbish, and they just chuck it away <laughs> and they never do it again, do they? So like you say, if you've got a kit and it's got step-by-step, step, do this, do this, then yeah. you will see a final. Do you still make things, John, and, and look and go, oh, that's not that's not very good? Definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> but the point is, it's a learning opportunity. It's never rubbish. It's just a way of learning something and then thinking, okay, so I did this at this stage. Maybe if I try this differently, I'll get a different result. So never, ever look at your first thing and compare it to your current skill level, maybe, you know, one year later, two years later, or, you know, decades down the line. They're all a starting point for your creative journey. Now, if there's um, people want to find out more about you or get some tips from you, where can they go? Have you got a website or Facebook or anything uh, like that? I've, I'm on all the social medias, but rather than bog you down with all those hashtags and apps <laughs> and all that, I'm at the age where I don't really understand it, but I'm doing it. Um, <laughs> the best thing to do is just go to my blog, which is gentlemancrafter.com. Brilliant. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Thanks so much, John, for talking to us. And thank you very much for the opportunity to chat.